So I was thinking the other day, right? Um, dude, I should call this show uh, "Me Meeting Friends on the Internet" because <laughs> <laughs> I don't really meet. Oh, I, that's everyone cool. Everyone on my guest list is yeah, people actually, I haven't met yet. Oh my god, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, you should be like, oh, don't try this at home because I don't uh, trust you guys with it. But yeah. I'm good at it. I'm good. I hope I help. I hope I'm good at it. That's that's the other thing. I mean, you are okay. I mean, which is which is all you need to be, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I I didn't get any bad comments yet. So, like, everyone was like, "Oh, it wasn't that bad. No, it was good and all that stuff." I was like, "Oh, okay." For someone who doesn't talk to people, that's that's a big deal. So you're an introvert, I guess. Yeah, uh, but but you can't completely call me an introvert, though. Like it, uh, like I fluctuate. Ah, huh. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah same yeah. here. Yeah, it depends on like how your work is because when I work, I have to be at home and nobody should disturb me. Yeah, it depends on what I do. Obviously, if I'm shooting something different, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and I just. That's like ten minutes before this. I'm like, oh my god, I don't know what I'm gonna talk because you know I was working on something and my mind went blank after yeah, I showered. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. It's just, it's just we're just having a conversation and. Uh... This is episode three of Mastering Mediocrity, and look who we have here: former fashion editor of Cosmopolitan. Hello. Did I get that right? Yes, I used to be. I used to be, but now I'm doing something of my own and freelancing and part-timing here and there. <laughs> yeah, I, kudos, kudos, me. man! Kudos to having your own thing. I appreciate people like solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, in all ways, man. Like, if you can break the system, if you can be like, you know, uh, I don't want to work for the man. I want to be the man. I mean, that that wasn't like that. That can be gender bent. <laughs> By the man, I meant you know, man, woman, <laughs> you know, yeah. So. I mean, I wasn't thinking like that. I mean. Oh my Even God. if you weren't, you like yeah. I know you aren't, but someone listening <laughs> would get like yeah. triggered, you know, like goosebumps running, and you know I'm gonna roast this guy. <laughs> That's how it would end. So, so my Are question you for you was, how did you get? I mean, yeah. how how did you get here? Not not to the podcast, to like where you are right now. Oh my God! How yeah, getting on the podcast is difficult. Getting on the podcast is super dis- <laughs> difficult, man. You had to get through this huge line, and you know, I had to shortlist you. It's like a yeah. one-week waiting period, so all that. Yeah, yeah, and also like I had to try not to laugh, try and then wait. Oh my god, that was so difficult. Jesus try Christ! Try not to make me so anxious. Sorry. Yeah, I did that. I, I'm pretty good at. That. <laughs> so basically, um. I when I was young I was a very chronically shy kid I was very shy and I was yeah. very reserved reserved to the point that I would go and tell, like come I was I was such a weird kid but I don't think that's the problem but I used to go and tell my um uh, teacher that you know these kids are making a noise why don't you you know 
like i was so weird and like like a little whiny so kid weird. and even now were you, but then were you that whiny kid yeah not not, not whiny though i was just not fitting in so yeah. i went to this very uh, conservative muslim uh, i am from muslim family uh, but then i went to this conservative uh, school in sri lanka where you have to wear full length clothing and you know certain subjects are not spoken about for instance uh, everything about uh, sexual production and everything in science is like clipped together because you know it's taboo and all of that so so, so you were uh, i was just not fitting those lessons at like, all i had like so those no, lessons i was not touched upon that so when i was in uni it's a quick jump no 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 God, so okay. i was there till uh, all levels yeah. so then i um, so there it was just different classes and i really wanted to like switch and i i, I was always a curious kid um but i was bullied for being curious i was bullied yeah. for being different and i still remember up until now when i i had there was this art competition at school and i yeah. i don't know i wasn't the greatest i wasn't the best one when it comes to creativity when i was young yeah uh like so then at this competition my teacher was looking at me i finished it i gave it to her she was she looked at she looked at my work and she cared it and she was like i'm not going to even consider it it's so so no bad way. because you know they were so kind uh, yeah they were, they were, i still remember her face they were so fixed Uh, I don't want to make this very like I know depressing, but right now no, I just no, laugh God. at it. That's off. that's horrible. But, that shouldn't I, happen I, to anyone. Yeah, but yeah. God, I'm yeah, sorry. it shouldn't sorry happen to, to any kid that. or anyone, especially kids. Um, that's okay. How old were you? And um, then from that day, I was grade eight, nine, ten, nine, okay. at least nine. Um. so uh from that day or like there were many other incidents that kind of made me realize oh okay i'm not creative enough i'm not smart enough but creative industry i was not even dreaming to be a part of it yeah. then i graduated all from that school and i i i decided to switch to lyceum and the culture is totally different you have boys there the clothing is different everything is different Yeah. but i was really open to that uh, but then there again the kids some most of the kids looked at me in a very different way everyone were like oh my god look at you why do why are you wearing i used to wear hijab mm. so they were like why were you wearing hijab because then my family was family has always been very conservative uh, but they never pushed me to uh, wear hijab then when i was 16 so i i kind of had this whole questioning of who, well what is religion and everything so i kind of reconverted myself um and then i had this new thing going on i still have that spiritual sense that i gained when i did that yeah. still up to date even though it doesn't show and it's okay yeah. uh, so i realized from who when i compared myself to who i am like the scarf wasn't working out because i wanted to explore a lot and i wanted to express a lot mm. and 
like I wasn't the best one to express it with the staff because I know some people do it well, but I yeah, just yeah. not working. So I started to like take it up, and people were like, "Oh my God, look at you! Like you know, you're like such a Jew. like these are people who went to Lyceum, okay? Like yeah. like a bit a woke school they call like like you know woke kids who are out there. Is Lyceum really so that woke though? It was just really <laughs> difficult to fit in. I mean, compared to where I was. Oh, okay. okay. Before, so. Yeah. Um, again, like people, teachers, and most of the people out there did not look at me as a creative person. And for instance, I had trouble forming, constructing a sentence. Uh, so I joined, I really wanted to give a shot when it comes to, when it came to public speaking. Yeah. And uh, so I had no experience in that. So what I did was when they had this speech, this effective speech class, yes. Yeah. During that, I went up and I started talking about this topic. I can't remember what it was, but I was literally trembling, mm. and everyone was like, you know, giving me condescending looks, and I was like, oh my god. And yeah, so it was just so hard. And I joined MUN, and once again, it was just so hard for me to stand up and talk. I couldn't talk like I'm talking now, but I just always told myself, no matter what, I'm not gonna. Fitting in something and be like, okay, this is what I'm comfortable in because I didn't come from a background like this, and I didn't fit. I kept on pushing. You know, I had this image of me doing something, which was nothing compared to what I was doing earlier or where I was. So I was like, you know, this is what I want. I'm going to keep pushing. So it's not going to be easy. It's not going to go. That's going to be like, okay, fine. You don't like me. I'm going to. I'm going to be this. I'm going to try because it's just a lot of emotional and mental strength that. You need to build on, like you need to cry, or you need to like, you need to like push yourself. You need to show up, basically. So I had to do a lot of that. And uh, for instance, when I took up MUN, most of the people were like, "Oh my God, you can't give speeches. How are you gonna like get try? How are you gonna get into executive committee and stuff?" Because I applied for that, and most of the people didn't believe in me. So even basically the school didn't sponsor me because you know the school sends reps right, you know, like saying oh from our school this person will be applying to X school or whatever. So I wasn't sent to school. I applied on my own and I got in. And then they were like oh okay she represents the school etc cetera, etc. Cetera. And um, so yeah, even then it wasn't easy. Like I had so much to go like like compared to other kids I was just very different. Um, then I went to uni. So there, what happened is um, it was in Malaysia. So the culture is different compared to here. So you go there, try new things. People don't stare at you. People don't care if you're like new or like oh, like new to that or whatever, whatever. But I, I'm not trying to be racist here. But um, I kind of kept away from the Sri Lankan friends that I came with me because when I was with them they were very like yeah. in, huh? completely understandable I'm sorry I didn't I can't hear you that's completely yeah, oh, okay. understandable yeah <laughs> uh, okay uh, so, yeah, I, I <laughs> so they were into clinics and they were very like not they were like not letting you to grow it was just really bad vibes so I changed and I, I was finding new friends who were kind of kind of letting me grow as I am. They were not pushing their way onto me. 
So that way, you know, my speaking changed. Everything kind of started to develop. And I'm going back to the MUN example again. I tried MUN again here at uh, Monash in Malaysia. There I could easily speak. I was just getting better and I could feel it. And then I even got selected to a Harvard thing to be sponsored. And like, it kind of gradually improved. I feel like another point here would be to like change the people who you are with. So it's, it's a very, like, it's hard to do as much as it's difficult. Got to do it, you know, like, it is, it people is, might yeah. call you, oh, you're like, people started to, like, people started to turn me saying, oh, she thinks she's cool for us. So it's not that, it's just, I'm getting a really bad vibe and it's very, like, not progressing. It wasn't progressive. Yeah, so really I relate to that 100%. Uh, to that. So, yeah, that yeah. happened and, uh, so when I came back to Sri Lanka here, and I started my job, um, yeah, I was in HR for a while, and then I talk about it in detail, but yeah, I was, um, and then I somehow I ended up in Leoburna in the beginning, uh, so there I was in client servicing, and then I kind, I still didn't believe that I can do something creative, so my business, it was a business degree, whatever I was doing, I wasn't, like, even when I wanted to think about fashion as like a career, I was always kind of like, um, I just told myself, oh my God, there's so much pressure. I can't make it. Like, I felt like a competition. See, so once again, if I take you back to where I started, school days, we are taught to be competitors. We are taught to compare ourselves with each other. The yeah. ranking system and everything kind of made ignore this fashion. Yes, that kind of made me ignore this passion, like this cre this talent I had in myself in regard to creativity. Yeah. So then I, to escape from this mental stress I was going through at the agency, I was writing and I started to kind of, so I started this blog called Filter back in the time. And that even started attracted Wait, people. Wait, Filter, like, F-L-Y-T, yeah. was, it, was it that? Was so that? it was my first blog when I was in Leo Bernard. It was called Filter. Filter. I think I read like, this you know, somewhere. I can't remember. Was it on I the papers? Just, no, it? I don't think so. I don't know. Where it just started it? like for two months. So I... Okay. I, I might have read this somewhere. It's very, it sounds very familiar. Oh, okay. That yeah. sounds interesting. Let me know where. Let's dig back. Um, so there, I kind of like realized, oh my God, I have so much potential. Then I eventually applied to Cosmo. Even when I started in Cosmo, like it was just really, it's still it's new. I'm learning on the job. This is not, this has nothing to do with my education. Um, because I have this constantly, I've been told for, since I was born that you're not good enough. You're not creative enough. You're, you know, like this creativity only belongs. Like it was, the creative space was made to like look like it was, it only belonged to like, some people, even when you put out, nobody appreciates. So that kind of was very difficult. I had trouble even writing, but then I had to do my homework and somehow it, it turned out right. I still don't think of myself, oh my God, I'm like the guru or whatever. But I, I will never be, no one will ever be. Uh, but the thing is, you just need to constantly like, in, it's just a proceed, it's, just, it's, a, it's a process that there never will be any destination in life. That's, that's that's like a delusional concept that we all believe in. Um, Sometimes being delusional is okay. I keep telling myself that. It's okay it's to be okay, delusional. But 
it's perfectly fine. I'm just saying the idea of a destination is just not there. It's yeah, just, yeah. Think, like a final destination. You'll always be yeah. going, the, like, the road is always going to get uh, further. Right? So if someone has to take a few things out of the whole thing, it would be to like never, 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 never stop. Because people think, oh my God, everything is impossible. No, nothing is impossible. <laughs> Not everything is impossible. Nothing is impossible. It's actually true. Only when you put in the effort. Yeah. Like, it's, when I say put in the effort, it's not even like uh, hard work, cold, don't it's eat, don't sleep. Not that I don't believe in that. It plays a very big part. Exactly. So it's just as long as you do that, it's going to be really hard. It's not, more than the job yeah. or the work or whatever that you're aiming for. It's that journey, that emotional journey that you're going to go through is going to be hard but I had to like let go of friends who who I felt like I've evolved out of so I don't have any yeah, friends yeah. from my and from Lyceum I had one very friend. important yeah from Lyceum I do, I have some people that I know and say hi hello but good friends no and not anymore and then uni I do have so uni is where I had biggest big changes coming up and from workplaces also I try not to interact a lot because if I feel like it's becoming a threat to my progress in life, it doesn't make sense. I had good role models. I didn't follow the base, yeah. not basic. I don't want to call anyone basic. Uh, but <laughs> some people are very yeah. too mainstream. On the side. Uh, too not mainstream too mainstream. Not uh, like shallow, right? You know? These people who are perceived yes. as role models. I mean, current day they're like they're really shallow they have no depth to them they in i mean they call themselves influencers but then i don't see what they're really influencing other than toxic culture and um, you know just uh, i don't know man it's 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 just wrong so that that's kind of the mainstream uh persona it's, just it's, post a picture like need. oh you're going there so what who cares i mean it's not even that yeah, like it's just it's a, it's a vibe man i i believe in vibe a lot i don't know but it's i think it's something yeah. that everyone can like learn to create like um learn to uh, like you can learn to vibe with yourself because whether you're intuitive or not you because you can get a lot out of it so okay that's a different topic i don't want to go off track go off track the third one is, is um just like not the yeah. friends i'm talking about like who you follow and who you read about and who you have on social media yeah, yeah for sure like basically who you surround you yourself with right you that get... that impacts yeah yes and like having great role models because that really helps like trust me like it's okay this person might be the most famous person on earth if they are not talking to a soul they don't you don't need them in your world. So, not in a, no, do not kill Man, them. This is such, a, such a relatable conversation. <laughs> yeah, just, you create your own world by yeah. doing it. <laughs> okay. I, I normally okay. get shit for like, oh, I have uh, a very, very small circle, right? So, I get shit for, yeah. oh, you don't talk to your old friends or have you grown out of them or, oh, oh, you're a big person now, you don't have time for us and I get all that crap, right? All the time. But then, it's not that I disrespect you. It's just that um, 
like i can openly say within the last two months i've cut off like a handful of friends friends that i've had like friends yeah. that have associated myself for the last five years but then the reason is that i'm very goal oriented that's how i've positioned myself and that's how i look at life goal oriented right and i like to surround myself with people who have or oh, share goals right it does we don't have to be on the same track right but then we should all be working towards something we should all be working towards growth at the end of the day right if you're the same yeah. person for the last 5 years you've been cracking the same jokes you're not doing anything with your life you're comfortable right i, I don't know i yeah. i don't want to say i detest people who are comfortable but then that's that's up to you that's completely up to you if you're comfortable that's good for you but then i don't want that vibe around yeah. me right it takes hungriness exactly. away and if you have no hunger then uh, you're a lost soul right so yeah i mean yeah. that's that's a lot of things a that's lot of people right. don't that's understand my parents give me shit right they're like oh you know what happened to your school friends and i i don't know <laughs> i don't know if 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 uh, if we were on the same uh, frequency yeah then i would know so so yeah so that's you should you should surround yourself with uh, i i don't know who told me this someone told me this when i was very young uh, if you want to be successful surround yourself with successful people right and if you want to just like rot away that's 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 the same reason you find some some people who have no goals who have nothing to look forward to tomorrow and that's that's where you will end up yeah it's, so, yeah. yeah it's it's oh no even like a bad person we don't just share the same vision so i feel like when i wake up in the morning and i'm like subconsciously going through my feed and if i see this like it it doesn't add to my inner so i think that energy is very important so i filter yeah. my feed man to to the extent that the people i follow like it because we spend a lot of our time on these on these apps right as much as we'd like to disconnect ourselves as much as we don't uh, i mean as much as we don't want to be addicted to them we are and we have no other option right <laughs> i mean my livelihood is kind of uh, dependent on it if i wanted i could just like if i could i i yeah. just deactivate it i've tried it like a lot of times but then it has uh, it hasn't worked um but yeah the it's, only thing you can do is but then it's about uh, how you curate it yeah curated yeah yeah so that's what it has gotten that's, to that's, whenever that's i see someone monster. like with something that if it doesn't uh, if it puts me in a bad mood yeah pick unfollow and then i get Locked a shitty it. message oh you unfollowed me how dare you <laughs> how dare you unfollow me <laughs> and all that stuff they they go back to my profile and delete oh. comments and delete likes uh got some crazies man No, yeah, yeah. that's insane. I swear to God, I swear to God, dude. Oh God, so I I I I, I, I indulge in like stuff. analytics like a lot, right? So I mean, I read more analytics yeah, than yeah. I should. Uh, so so I keep a track of you know what's happening, what are what's happening with my profile and whatnot. So so I see people like liking my stuff and then unliking it, commenting and like deleting the comment. Like why? Like do you have like the freaking time on your hands man to do all these things it's insane go do something productive 2020 when people's real colors come to life 
Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. People are just getting dumber and dumber. It's just I think it stems from ignorance. Ignorance, and yeah, for sure. They don't want to. Yeah, they don't just, want to learn, you know, right? Ignorance. They don't want to. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people suffer. Another thing that I suffer from not knowing themselves. Yeah. How like people say life is not fair, right? so people don't understand that when they hustle or when they interact or when they even do something really small they expect everything to be handed over to them or like um it's just this uh energy that they bring like while we're on that topic of curating people um <laughs> when you try to curate people when you go for people when you network for instance okay yeah we all have to network all like not network but we all have to like get to know people and then there are two things that result out of it one thing is some of them are very uh nice you know like fashion okay and then number two yeah. is like you get people who would just give you attitude because yeah. um they because don't like you not because you're just not your vibe or anything <laughs> they think that is i I don't know it's just so recently I've been um so for instance let's say someone is going applying to this competition and saying oh hi this okay. is my application and they tell you I'm sorry we can't take you because of you know this certain thing um yeah. and you say okay fine uh, okay cool bro whatever and then you see they have recruited someone else who's lower than you in that but then just because they know them or they're not sri lanka they're yeah, posh yeah yeah, uh, yeah yeah not posh like they're like just not they're just white like i mean people talk about black lives matter and everything this and that and that and this but when it comes to like um when you're hiring a lot lo- hiring a local and like an international they give importance just because because they're poor and they say oh i mean the numbers don't matter when Uh, the person on the other side is not uh is lo- not a local so i feel like that's a huge problem that we don't talk about so especially here it's yeah, been so about in the other parts famous well. right they have been famous for it it's, they've been doing that yeah. for decades right like yeah. job opportunities for like white people or i mean it's it's a real problem like um uh like i've i've done this before like if i if i go like walk to a shop or something if i ask someone the price or something and they treat me differently but then if i tell them you know i'm not sri lankan they treat me like ah, sir come in and all that stuff right so there's there's that too but that's 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 like a it's like a it's a cult, cultural construct that that's that's in there for ages like that that's that's in there for ages it just gets annoying when you feel like it's getting in the way of the opportunities that should not come to you equal opportunities yeah there yeah, should be equal and, opportunities and that's the same people who tweet diversity who tweet about yeah the everything and then they just go and do yeah. this and you know and every like they're just famous people here and you're like oh my god are you kidding me and they've been in that industry for like years so you're just questioning a lot of things and i mean that that rejection kind of really took a lot toll on me usually i don't care about rejection i've, I've never given a shit yeah. about rejection so when i get a rejection, rejection i don't man. think about it cuz celebrate it yes it's a normal thing this podcast thing. should be celebrating I mean, I, re- I, rejection man <laughs> you you got celebrate negativity 
so yeah that has been like taking a toll on me and i think but the moment i realized you know what i just accepted i accepted that life yeah. is not going to be fair like it's going to be it's sometimes we can't blame it sri lanka wherever you go you're going to like you're going to be discriminated on a color or anything yeah. sometimes you have to be a princess or prince to be like accepted perfectly uh so i think unless you're that or unless you basically unless you come from a castle you don't get that kind of treatment so yeah what i've kind of learned now is just to like it just just ignore it you know it just negate the idea that it happened and learn from it and keep going forward and these are like very simple lessons but sometimes you need to go through the mill to learn it i guess so yeah that's another sure. thing that i've learned when you are on the lookout for opportunities or when you are growing as a freelancer or like you're growing on our, on your own doing your own thing what comes in your way is that again you need to this is all connected to people i like i love i love the flow oh my god okay um so basically when you connect with people so i have this philosophy i am very stubborn like when i connect with people i only go and connect i like the person genuinely if i think okay they are nice people so even the nice people if they don't if i don't vibe i don't vibe you need that you need to like especially in my recent job um like given this impression that you need to go in there and like just be with uncomfortable people and just kiss ass so much ass so that uh, you get the job or you get more freelance work or you get whatever whatever a special treatment yeah. from the beginning like i've gone through i've been cried i've i cried so much because someone else kissed ass and got what i should be getting and i didn't and i just stick to my philosophy i was like one day i was like you know what i even tried kissing ass at one point i tried doing it i was like extra nice and but it was not was people working. like us can't kiss ass me. you know that's that's the truth people I like us can't didn't. kiss ass yeah i'd rather not get the gig than kick ass kick ass i'd kick ass i wouldn't kiss ass so, <laughs> so i rather just be like let go of that opportunity than like yes, uh 100% letting my like who am i like kind of compromise with my life or something hmm is it pride is pride a factor i mean do i think the problem is we have been taught to you know even when you see like it's like you see to when you if when you go back in time and see what you what we've taught is we type a letter we are taught to say hey dear how are you we are not taught to write an email to in a way that we be ourselves and write it it's okay to be formal yeah. but you can always be formal and not boring and not be another robot so yeah we've been taught to communicate we've been taught to like stick with someone stick with a job just because it's perfect so that thing is the correct like is is seen like the correct there like you know if you don't don't know people you don't get job especially sri lanka is a small city so it's small country so you know colombo is even more small city given the job that we do it's just so hard to find jobs so you got to like get in there and you know get some serious ads so but i don't think that's the way just sometimes the effort that you put in that will actually take your energy off especially connecting yeah. with the wrong people 
you rather put that effort in growing yourself and going out there and vibing with the right people basically this uh, you who you being who you are attracts your tribe i think yeah your vibe attracts your tribe it's just i think every time that is spoken about it's just about vibing i'm learning something about yeah. myself today it's all about the vibe <laughs> it's all about the vibe man vibe check i'll check i mean i mean i've always kind of like uh wondered what about people who are not intuitive intuitive but they want like they they want to grow this i think they should just like trust themselves i don't know I, that's See, something i'm really so the biggest factor there is is you knowing yourself you can't be anything you can't be anything without knowing yourself first right for you it's the vibe for me it's like gut feeling mm-hmm. right it's the Because same thing it's just we, 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 we have different terms for it uh like oh i followed my gut feeling like like i've been right all mm-hmm. the time like if my gut tells me not to do this i wouldn't do it and I, it yeah, has never failed me everything so. well aware of yourself and your experiences of yeah. course my previous job what i've again learned is it has a lot to do with networking and i've been kind of criticized for not uh talking to someone they're like oh my god it appears to me it's, it's your job i'm like if that person is showing locusy and just, you know i'm not going to i, yeah, I yeah. for me it's yeah, about yeah. no matter who you are i will treat you the same you could be the ceo you could be a big influencer i don't care i will treat you right for me i don't have a low opinion of you it's just i can't yeah. do like oh, i can't go like oh my god you look so good today like i do that yeah. sometimes when i really hate someone i go and compliment their dress but i do that when i like them also so you can't tell the difference <laughs> oh my god now everyone who looks at this thing like, oh my god no no so <laughs> <laughs> no you know it's a tone that i say look out for the tone oh my god <laughs> look out for the tone you guys a part of my job actually includes selecting people to be interviewed you know who we do, yeah. who do we collaborate with and what i've kind of observed is others is they go with numbers how many followers do they have how many like who are they well, like what is it, who are their friends and i think the first thing that should come is what are they who are they as a person because i yeah. sometimes have not like i don't have a say in everything they have made a decision with but um, i mean they ask and sometimes you you sometimes i say you know straight up like i don't like the person but when there are other people who are actually connected to them and they prefer them you can't do anything right so then you yeah. let it go and you, you i can't realize people don't people ask like you said before people are very shallow they don't see uh, what could have been seen like um they, like they just go with followers and their achievements instead of how are they as that a person that trick isn't uh, it's it's literally the worst metric to measure a person from how can you measure a person by their followers they could have bought their followers or they could have 5000 followers but only have like 2% engagement so like some people have like 10000 followers but then they get like 50 likes a picture or like zero comments so like what does that even mean how is that metric valid right they're probably a shitty person so how can you use that metric to yeah. like judge a person like i used to get that I, i was very comfortable at like 600 followers like for the longest time i was okay with that circle 
right? I had like 600 followers and I'd get like good amount of engagement. But then when gigs started asking, oh, you know, I went with a filmmaker who had 1,000 followers or like 2,000 followers, that's when it started bugging me. Like, okay, I know I'm clearly better than him. So why am I not getting these gigs? Is it because these numbers yeah. matter so much to you? And at a, at a point, my profile was private also. So I just like made it public and it just jumped. The culture around um, us, how we judge people has, has, has gone to like an absurd extent. And I think at the end of the day, they're buying your talent. And even if someone is featuring you somewhere, I mean, with the magazine culture, what happens is they only go to like the famous people. But, you know, if you're featuring, you're basically, the objective is to bring together collaborators or like artists together. Anyone should be able to like, people obviously, oh, what am I getting out of this? But what are you giving to the readers? What are you giving to your customers when yeah, you collaborate yeah. with someone? Yeah. So that should be the angle that should be seen. And I, I, I'm always kind of thinking, oh my God, how do people just, because the whole idea about your PR is your network, your network is your network, is kind of flawed to an extent. It's about who you, it should be a tweet. Because when you say network, you're actually basing it on how many people you know. It's not how many people yeah. you know, it's about who you know. Um, uh, I think that should be the understanding behind it because I, when I started Cosmo in the initial year, I used to suffer because it was really hard to like communicate with certain people unless I give up some of who I am. Like, I know I kind of like go down and be like, oh my God, like they don't work with you unless okay there was this one designer who uh, I tried to collaborate with her so I called like I called her she told me to call me and she's like I'll call you back okay I was like okay cool call me back yeah, she called happens. me back that I was I, I was talking no, she called <laughs> me back she called me oh okay so I was on a, okay. I was talking to someone so I could I couldn't answer the call so I I had to cut okay. the call I had to I didn't answer the call. So when I called her back, she cut okay. the call. So then I learned she doesn't like when you don't answer her calls. So it's petty. Okay. It, it's mental. It's, it's mm. mental out there. So I, then I was also thinking that like, I, I, I just, I just couldn't, I was like, you know what, if I, I don't even sometimes go as a stylist, I go as like, like a, like a like expression fashion like a broader range and with style decision it's more yeah. of like a broader vision there so that is because I didn't want to depend on a career that completely depends on another person I want to I want it to be business of empowerment where you know it won't be depending on these factors so I think what people should if people are stuck in a place where they can't decide between giving a and finding a business it's all about finding a middle line it's not about finding a middle line we're kissing ass in this but it's what you just go out there be nice to everybody even make it yeah. i mean i feel like be uncomfortable about networking just go out there and talk to people you know just cold email people do everything but don't compromise anything about you while you're doing that your integrity be who yes, you are yes, while you're yes, doing yes. that Yes, don't do that. Like when some think, okay, the idea is not to just only talk to my friends and do business with people who I like. 
that doesn't work like this. Sometimes you need to go and make yeah. a difficult conversation with someone who feels intimidating. You have to. You have to. You have okay. to. You have to get out of your comfort zone. Do everything it like whatever it takes to get what you want. But you should also keep in mind at what cost, right? If you're going to sell yourself to get something mm. you want, then is it really worth it? If you're if if at the end of the day you lose your personal identity, is it really worth it? I personally find it frustrating. Yeah. Like a lot of my friends, right? They go to, they they have these jobs that they hate doing. They they complain every day. Oh fuck! I have work tomorrow. Oh fuck! I have to do this. They hate it so much, but then they don't do anything. They're not taking any yeah. action towards like solving a problem. They don't want to yeah. quit either. They have no they have no other option to an extent. Like it's not that they want to do anything. They they're just so comfortable complaining about it. That's that's what that's what pisses me off. They're very they're happy very complaining. So so then you can't help them, right? So if if all they want to do is complain, then complain away. You don't want a solution. Like if you tell them, oh, if you hate it so much, why don't you just quit? Oh no, I can't quit, dude. Oh, what will I do? Like, <laughs> so like a lot of people were like. like a lot of people were like when I was hoping, like I was, I told, oh, I, oh, I told you, right? Hey, I'm looking out for some remote stuff, and when you told me the truth, but a lot of other people were like, oh my god, just stick where you are. Things are hard out there. I was like, you know, I can't wait for the pandemic to go away, but I need to get on going because it was. Yeah, yeah, for it sure. It was just hard, but then, um, so I know friends who kind of stick to things because it is hard right now. Stick to terrible things for terrible pay, because a lot, uh, like some yeah. places that I know, not all the places, some places that I know are not paying the employees properly because of the pandemic. But, um, but some, uh, it's not really the pandemic. Some at times it's just quoted as the reason. So like they are yeah. struggling to pay bills. So, I mean, some of these companies are still making the same amount. There, I mean, they're 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 still making the same revenue. So I don't I don't fucking understand why why the pandemic is an excuse. It's an excuse right? most of the time, or sometimes, or anytime. It's an excuse sometimes. Okay, it's the truth. Some of these guys have to work even harder, right? Exactly. Like they have to work overtime and stuff and they still get paid half their salary. So who are we kidding? It doesn't make right? sense, man. And like the whole, it, it feels like slavery because um, like, there's this whole mentality Then when you're young, you can't be paid a lot of money. And when you're yeah, old, that's bullshit. It's, it's like, I feel like it's, a lot of these people, a lot of these people, I think it's the Sri Lankan corporate culture that, you know, if you're young, if you're right out of school, even regardless of what skill set you have, you will not get paid. You will not get paid for shit. And, uh, and as you, as you go ahead, like, let's say you worked at two different companies for two years, even if you're a bimbo, even if you have no freaking clue how to do your job, you'll still be up the ladder because uh, recently a friend was telling me about this big um, e-commerce company in Sri Lanka, right? Very well-known e-commerce company. Um, so he, he went in there for, uh, they had a meeting. So different people, different uh, heads of departments were sitting there and they were all discussing logistics on how to, um, I think it was, they were supposed to sell a service or something like that. So the people at this company, they, they, they brand themselves as, you know, Sri Lanka's best uh, e-commerce and whatnot. These guys, like the head of logistics has no idea 
uh, how logistics works. It's like, oh no, I should call someone. Dude, you freaking head, head like these guys, they get hired because they have like 10 years of experience. But can you really handle the job is the task. Right? So if you work for, let's say if you work for like Haley's or like big companies, right? They get, they get these jobs based on the company's names, right? Oh, I've worked for this company for four years or this company for three years. So that, that adds up to the resume. They don't care if you're good at your job or not, right? That shouldn't be the case, right? It doesn't matter. Like that's, it's, 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 a, it's the same like, oh, you know, my dad is this person. It's the same thing. I worked at this company. It's the same comparison, right? And there are, are you some going to be series. judged for... Yeah, and then, crazy. and then uh, when you apply for a job and if you know someone there, you get like, oh, you know, there's someone, someone, you know, like if, you're, if, you, know the, if you know the head of the company, you're like sorted, you're like in the company. So just like, yeah. pe- like people like when you go for a job, what re- the thing that really bothers most of us, like us, is the fact that the freedom factor you know, when you're com- you with a company, you can't do a lot. You can't have your own life. You can't post stuff on the internet. You're like, oh my God, why are you posting that? That's fucking annoying. And then the other thing is... It's um, like, I don't think that should be the case, right? Like, just because you're employed, just because you get paid, you get paid a certain... I don't, I don't think they understand. You get paid a certain salary to do a job from nine to five. Exactly. You still have a life outside that. You still have a life. You can still function outside that. And you have no say in what I do outside work, right? If it doesn't affect my work performance, then you have no freaking say, right? Unless there was an NDA before you signed up and saying that, you know, blah, 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 you can't do this and that. But still, that NDA is like, I don't think, like, they included in the contract saying, oh my God, you can't since you're working for the company. So I know friends yeah. who started their own thing while they were somewhere. They were. So then they yeah. were like kind of scrutinized because it was conflict of interest or whatever. But the thing is, what I'm trying to say is the whole idea of conflict of interest, the meaning, the translation is. Um, yeah. you can, I can only, I can take you of your, uh, talent. Nobody else can, yeah. not even yourself. No one can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that is like, Sri Lanka the real has no name. respect for intellectual property, right? That's, that's a big problem. Yeah. They don't give oh a God, crap yeah. about your IP. It's such a, it's such a big problem, right? I get clients who like literally like they'll pay you, they'll like, they come and ask, Oh, can you make this video for 10,000? And I'm like, Oh, I can't. Right literally can't that doesn't even cover like transport and like rental stuff right after like let's say i do it and they want the footage as well that's my intellectual property i can't just give it to you yeah and then and then they send this footage to an agency saying oh can you add something on top of that and get it yeah like and like we ever had instances where you know like um people would use the color the pictures that like, okay, let's say pictures are taken by a certain group or a certain campaign, you can, or a magazine or anything, you cannot use that without a logo or crediting the photographer. Or yeah, you can't repurpose it. Unless you right? pay for it. Uh, like, you pay for it and yeah. say, okay, this is, I'm paying for it. the picture, you're paying a big amount, done. But you're only paying for like a collaboration or something like that. I think you have to, have to, have to, like, credit the person for instance let's say i design a clothing item and someone is like oh nice and like this and that 
Alam they're taking pic- they've shared the picture of the shoot. How will I feel? Imagine I style a shoot for something and someone just takes a crazy like, oh, this is me wearing it. I'm like, bro, like, and not even I'm like a personal, that's just fine, but okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. But on professional level, they repurpose it for like posters and everything, which I think is non-ethical and people do not understand that. Uh, if it's a BTS, it's fine, but you know, some original work is work, right? Like someone's work is work. You can't take put a picture. Yeah. And coming back to this thing where we were talking about millennials and workplace and blah, blah, blah. And the thing is, the main thing which really bothers me, the reason that pushed me to start my own thing and something, we've spoken about it before, about how starting our own things and treating our work, our workers, like employees, employees correctly, uh, is like mainly freedom-wise. I just... I just hate that fact. The second thing is, I feel like the pay around the world, especially here, is really unreasonable. For the job that we have been doing, we could have been yeah, paid so much. We could yeah. be like rich people right now. And we could and, live comfortably, like screw being rich, right? We could be we could be living comfortably and not scrape uh, scrape us. Scrape, right? Oh my god. Is, yeah, oh my literally. God. The thing is like Like it's and, crazy. The, uh, the one thing that fits to this is because the creative industry here is not really treated well. And writers wise, you know, people want, people will pay you like $10 to write 2000 words. And what the fuck is $10? I mean, like, it doesn't make sense. Uh, and they want to pay one, like, um, you're, like the dude, reason you're freelancing. complaining about $10, right? I know people who pay writers 1000 rupees, like for an article. So... So that's how bad the industry, it goes lower than that. Don't worry, it goes lower than that. So the problem is that as long as there's someone who's willing to do it for cheap, there'll always be someone willing to pay cheap. That's, that's the problem. So right, I was about to get there because so even with the fashion bloggers, the blogging scene, what happens is people who blog correctly can't say, oh, okay, I'm going to charge you $2,000 for a blog post. Because why I can't charge? Because another blogger with some 5,000 followers, sorry, or five, that's like okay, let's say 25,000 followers. Uh, with some yeah. fake engage. Oh, I like my leg. Sorry, the fake engagement <laughs> is uh, basically getting products for free and only charging them 10,000 rupees and getting the job done. So, why do they have to come to me? But yeah, I think the way to go around this and the whole uh, conventional workplace is just um. Like you can't, the thing is you have one life and the time you have per day is 24 hours and you can't, as a person, you can't change much. But what you can do is like you said before about how as long as there's someone to do it, there will be people encouraging it is not to confirm it and just to move away. Uh, That's what I have done and I've encouraged my friends also to do. It's okay if you have changed 10 jobs within two years or one year to one i don't that's, we don't nobody cares fine. it's about no one cares it's just being where you should be like in a mentally in a good place mentally physically financially so that it, it's a yeah. two-way thing it's not slavery it's not you're not but paid to go get someone's coffee easy, or put up right? with someone's bullshit because as long as as, as much as you want easy, that, but like, i'm completely fine going through like five seven jobs whatever but my parents aren't Right, because they weren't brought up in that uh, yeah. 
like they weren't brought up in that culture right they're like oh you go to one company like my dad probably went like he worked at two two three companies and then each company had like maybe 10 years of experience or something like that so what i do is like odd so he finds it super odd like dude you can't even hold a job i was like it's not that i can't hold a job these guys are incompetent right they can't utilize me so why am i wasting my time with them right exactly i'm underutilized wherever i go so why should i work for someone there are instances i've worked for people who who don't know jack shit they don't know how they operate their business so what am i taking out of that right i'm not growing because he barely i mean kudos to him he's he's running a business regardless i'm not shaming him or her because you know because yeah. they are finding it hard to run their business like they are learning on their way right but then i'm not obligated to work for someone like that right if i think i mean i i probably run a business i mean start a business run it on the ground that's all up to me i take complete responsibility but then is it yeah. should i be forced into working for someone right that's that's a completely different yeah, story yeah but i Like we should be able to make our own decisions and and should not be and shamed for oh, it. I know it's really difficult to like switch, switch, switch. But the fact that you know you keep you kind of not resort to it. Okay, so sometimes you know, let's say you land a new job now, and that's also shit. People are starting to being weird and all of that. Okay, maybe you can't immediately move. I think it's okay to be on the lookout for like you got the, yeah. the learning. You learn something here. Maybe you take it somewhere else. especially for entrepreneurs okay fine they can stick to shit jobs for a while yeah. and then because they know they're going to do their own thing but what about somebody who doesn't want to be an entrepreneur it's okay and i think they deserve to be everybody is everybody deserves to be but i mean they also deserve yeah. to be in a place okay. where they are they're happy to give and take it's not like oh my god like it doesn't feel like pressure it should like my idea of an ideal workplace is the person who is working for you should come there and feel like this is my office you know it's not like oh my god this is my office yeah the office i'm working for them this is my office it should empower them that's that's the that's a problem with our culture right like even people in companies they assume they assume okay i mean sri lankans are by nature subservient right yeah by nature by nature they are they are i don't know they 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 that this is how they 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 bend their head towards every you know roll over show their belly when things get tough and that's why bosses like they're so used to everyone just you know being so subservient they assume okay my employers are my slaves i can treat them like crap supervisors can treat you like crap and you can't say anything but that's not how it's supposed to be the entire like you i'm not i'm not working for yeah. you for the pay right the pay isn't like Thing. isn't the it's a lifestyle right the measurement right it's a, it's a they don't realize what a big give and take it is yeah it's it's and a huge give and take like it's, it's not only about sometimes taking sometimes what you take is also not enough i think wherever you go i think the motive is to like whether you're going to start your own thing or whether you're going to be working somewhere it's about finding a space that you're empowered mentally physically and like um not physically oh my god mentally emotionally and uh, financially you're happy you're like content i don't know why i said physically okay <laughs> just cut it out um so yeah though 
Fine, everybody works. You, it, uh, them, okay, yeah. we have something to do. Let's work on this a bit extra. It's fine. It's normal. But when you push them every day, like it becomes like because they're living, it becomes a habit, and the body kind of resists. I think just there's a science behind it, and yeah, to the extent that they burn out. So if they burn out, then are you going to take the responsibility for mm-hmm. their, um, you know? So they're mental, yeah, and, you, and if you're being uh, greedy enough, they're gonna not gonna benefit you, you so either. You know, it's gonna if you're only looking at it numbers wise. Please don't do that. Uh, what would be a word of advice you'd give to, um, um, let's say, the younglings trying to get into? Um, you know, fashion, and getting into style, writing, and all that stuff. Like aspiring, aspiring stylist. Yeah, yeah. With this industry, an aspiring stylist. Oh, aspiring. Okay, okay, got it. Uh, so with this industry, especially with fashion and with writing or whatever, it's a bit. It looks saturated. It looks like everybody wants to do it. Like. Everyone's doing it. Everybody's a fashion blogger. Everybody's a stylist. Everybody's a model. Everybody's a writer. Everybody's a poet. Like everybody's everything. It's that kind of an industry. But what's very what what's the good thing about it is or uh, is that when when you know yourself pretty well, you are communicating from your voice, and your voice is different. And when when it, when it transcends into your styling, writing. The way you model or the way you work in within this industry, like it's all about expression, right? Then you become unique, and that's the key to your success. And things that will come in your way to kind of find so basically finding your own voice is key when you're aspiring and new. As much as you know, you might be pushed to like uh, confirm to mainstream ideas as a way of working, you shouldn't. Maybe in the beginning, people might will have trouble understanding what you're trying to say, and it's fine. You learn around it, but you do not learn. You don't try to change who you are and what your your voice. You know that's because if you take big designers like Alexander McQueen or like Dior, not Dior, I don't want to say that. Yeah, Dior and the new brand Jacquemus. They are they all are different brands. They are Jacquemus, for instance. Like I'll tell a quick story about him. It's because he is a self-learned fashion designer who uh, had no support. He comes from the south of France, literally no financial support. But he persevered. Like he had this persistence of doing it and making it big. So what he did was he started his own collection. He went on doing stuff and. Uh, once outside, with I can't remember whether it's Dior or Chanel uh, fashion show, he took his model and he just went on a protest fashion show. Oh, I heard about so this. So that gave him because see, yes. he's not. So he's not a successful fashion designer, right? Not not then. He's not known. So what he needed was press. Yeah. So you don't get press unless you have the money. It goes back to how people press goes behind followers and money. So for him to create that tension. He went and did that. So people had wrong misconceptions about him. Oh, he's a self-learned designer. What kind of stitches is going to? But that was his style. See, people have trouble understanding your style because when it comes to beauty or expression or fashion, 
they think fashion is a girl dressed in red dress wearing high heels so that is still the thing a polished look but fashion is many things billy eilish is a fashion icon people will have trouble understanding then it's okay so it's about finding your voice and sticking to it no matter what thank you so much for tuning in if you want to stay up to date please follow us on our instagram the handle is mastering mediocrity pod till then stay blessed and peace